Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. There is something to learn about these things. The scripture said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. When you're born again, you're not born fully developed. You're born a baby, just like a, uh, in the natural you're born a baby and then you, you grow up. And so there is much to learn about being a child of God, being an overcomer, uh, walking the faith walk, fighting the faith fight. And it doesn't just happen just automatically by passage of time or even by osmosis, just being around people that know God. Uh, you you got to seek him for yourself. But if you, if you reach for yourself, seek and you shall find. And so I'm glad you're with us today because uh, you're going to get something and it's going to make a difference in your life. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the room with us. Father, all of us, Agree together as touching this, uh, asking you for utterance, anointing, direction, grace, for the manifestations of your word and of your spirit, the working of your holy angels, the accomplishing of your will. We ask it in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Look, please, in our great textbook, the Bible, to 1 John the um, fifth chapter again, we've been on a series we're calling Faith That Overcomes, talking about uh, what the scripture refers to here as overcoming faith. First uh, John 5 and 1 says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Verse 4 says, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. A lot of uh, Christians, church-going people, don't believe this. You might say, why, why would you say that, Brother Keith? They believe something else. They believe that Christians, it's, it's kind of expected that Christians would be overcome of the world around them. We're saved, but... Uh, you know, we're, we're overrun, overwhelmed, beat all the time, kind of. Uh, later on, uh, we're going to leave this life and it's going to be magnificent, but down here and now, uh, we're kind of at the bottom. But that's not what this says. I said, that's not what this says. What does this say? If you're born of God, what? You're always being run over. <laughs> you're always being defeated. That's not what it says. It says you are, whatever that's born of God overcomes the world. 
And then he describes how that happens. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. If it's in the world, it's overcomable. Right? Even if something, you know, um, we in, in recent times there's been this thing about the COVID viruses and some of that uh, was previously unknown. But if next year or 10 years from now, something else comes up that nobody had thought about and, and heard of, is it possible to overcome that too? Yes. It is. How would you do it? First of all, you need to be born of God. <laughs> is that right? Because on your own, you are not enough. But with Him, being born of Him, you have His Spirit in you, and His name is given to you, His authority, and He, the Spirit in you, is greater than He that's in the world, and you can overcome. You are an overcomer. That's, that's who you are. That's what you are. It's your spiritual DNA to win. Somebody say, I'm born of God, and I'm born to win. I'm born to overcome. Hallelujah. So if you encounter something, it's an obstacle. Well, what is it? It's something to overcome. It's some, some people have had the wrong idea. They've imagined, well, you know, um, uh, living by faith means you never have to use your faith on anything. <laughs> That's not true. Living by faith means when you encounter something or something comes against you, you don't just wilt and lay down and cry. You go into faith fight mode and you overcome. It doesn't overcome you. You overcome it. Somebody say, I'm born of God. I'm born of God and I am an overcomer. You need to get some fire stirred up in you. You can't be wimpy in this life. You'll be destroyed. There is a devil, there is an enemy, and he is going about seeking whom he may devour. I like that word may. May. What does that mean? There's some he may, and there's some he may not. I'm a may not. How about you? How about you? Somebody say, I'm a may not. What does that mean? He may not devour me. He comes, may I devour you? You go, no. No, you may not. <laughs> but you're going to have to know what you're talking about because being polite with him is not going to cause him to leave. You've got to resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, that you don't have to lay down and give up and quit. Fight the good fight of faith uh, reveals we're going to have to put forth some effort to overcome this. We can't just lay down and do nothing and breeze through and have victory. You've got to resist the, the imaginations, the reasonings, the temptations, the contradictions, the feelings. You've got to resist it. And sometimes you can feel like you get weary in resisting. And that's what you need to reach, reach down and let him strengthen you. And having done all to stand, don't quit standing, keep standing, is that right? And then through faith and perseverance, we'll see 
We will lay hold on it. We will experience the victories. Thank God. I'm born of God. And I am an overcomer. And he said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Go to Romans, the 10th chapter. Romans 10, we've been looking at this. He talked about believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, and you'd be saved. And in verse 14, he talked about uh, that you've got to uh, call, uh, believe, hear. There must be preaching. Verse 15, he says, how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now we've begun to talk about the gospel and we need to talk more about this. Don't assume that you know all about what gospel means. The word gospel does mean good news or also good report. And this, is, this word report is used repeatedly. The good report. He say, quotes Isaiah here when he says, uh, verse 16, they have not all obeyed the gospel. The gospel is to be believed, received, and obeyed. And it is not optional uh, if you're going to be saved. Now, it is optional as far as everybody has a free will, but you can't reject the gospel and be blessed anyway. You can't reject the good news and enjoy what the good news talks about. You have to believe the good news. You have to receive the good news. He says, verse 15, How beautiful are the feet of them that proclaim the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Uh, the enemy fights this continually. The, the truth, the great truth, that God is good. He's good. His things are good. His will is good. His ways are good. His plan is good. It's sad that in churches all over the world, people have come to believe that bad things are of God. And they don't realize the, how the enemy is playing them and deceiving them and tricking them. The gospel is good news. Good news of all the good things our good God has done for us and given us through Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody say good news. Good news. And, and like I said, don't assume you already know all about the gospel. We need revelation about the gospel. And we need to be stabilized and anchored in this. That we're not just flippant about saying good news, good God, God's a good God, and then turn around for the day's over and attribute some catastrophe to God, some destroying thing, some evil thing to God. This is happening all over, where people will sit up in church and go, hallelujah, God's a good God, and then for the day's over, something bad happened, 
And they say God did it. Or God had some purpose in it. No, no. God's a good God. Period. (laughs) Hallelujah. He's not bad part of the time. He's good all the time. Right? And what he does is good. His things are good. Somebody says, well, what about all the bad that's in the world? That's because of disobedient and rebellious human beings and disobedient uh, evil spirits and and the enemy and, and all that crew. But it's not because of God. Men and evil spirits and the devil and his work are the cause of the curse and death and sin and all the bad stuff that's going on. But that never was the perfect will of God. Good. You know, you, you can be three years old and understand this perfectly. God is a good God. He does good things. The devil is a bad devil. He does bad things. Never get them crossed. Never. Never do they swap jobs. Never do they work together. <laughs> Never does the devil say, hey God, I'll be good today. You'll be bad. <laughs> now we're laughing. But people through their, they think they're so smart and through their convoluted theology, they are attributing evil to God. And they are contradicting what God himself has said about these things. This is, don't, don't let us pass by this too quickly. This is one of the most important things you'll ever get settled in your heart and mind. God is good. Hallelujah. Don't, don't ever assume you understand fully what that means. But do understand and believe that the more you find out about it, you know what you'll find out? How good he is. Hallelujah. And you'll find out, wow, he's better than I thought he would. What will you find out? Good, good, more good, even better than you thought. Good, good, good. Never will you pursuing God find out, ooh, there's some bad there. Ooh, mm-mm, never. Not in him, not with him. The gospel is the news of the good, the report of the good. So when he says, Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? We know the rest of the verse says, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? What's the answer to both of those questions? The same one. Who is going to have the, the mighty power of God manifested in their life? The one that believes the report. Now, I know from having been in the ministry now some 40 years, preaching about how good God is, we've had people oppose us many, many, many times. Especially when we say, God is good, He wants you healed. And folks will go, "Mm, you know, he he can heal you if he wants to, 
but sometimes it's not God's will. So you're saying sometimes ugly, stinking, destroying diseases, debilitating diseases are the will of God. A lot of church going people, they're saying it, whether they say it exactly like that or not, they're saying, yeah, you know, I, I prayed and asked God to heal me, but he said, I, I, you know, uh, it's my will that you have this disease. Disease is evil. It's bad. And so if you're saying that's of God, you're saying bad is of God. And that sometimes what God gives you is not good news. Sometimes he gives you bad news that he wants you to have a bad thing and you won't understand it, but it is his will for you to have evil in your life. These are lies. I said they're lies. The Lord wants you to have good. He is good. Evil doesn't come from him. He has no evil in him. You couldn't get a disease from him. How many would believe you can't catch anything from God? <laughs> Come on, this is not hard. Huh? <laughs> People, don't get too close to God. He's sick. You know, he's, you'll catch something. <laughs> Are you kidding? You can't catch anything from God. Now, separated from him, there's all kind of stuff you can get without his help, without his protection. Exposed, vulnerable, yes. But no, these bad things are not from him. And the same thing with, uh, you know, we preach. I believe the good news. We're going to see it in just a moment. God is a God of abundance. He wants your needs to be met. He wants you to have uh, plenty to eat, uh, good clothes to wear, good place to live, good job, good way to get around. He wants you to have more than enough so you can help other people. He's a good God. Lots of resources is good. Plenty of money is good. Now you say that and you'll have some preachers come out of the woodwork and go, oh, that's covetous, covetous. No, covetousness, the Bible didn't say money's the root of all evil. It said the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And you cannot have any money and just sit around and daydream about money all the time and love money and not have any if it's possible to love money and not have money, it's possible to have money and not love money. Have it in its place. Use it as a tool. But no, there are all kinds of people trying to tell us that God would rather you be, uh, you know, struggling financially. Or that it, he has ordained that a lot of people be terribly poor. That is absolutely contrary to the Bible. Poverty is evil. Come on, class, you believe it or not. Uh, now, we, we, I use the word evil because the text uses the word evil, but we today would use the word bad. It's the same, same word. We'd just say bad or evil, the scripture says. Poverty is bad. Never is it good. Never. There are people on the planet starving to death for lack of something good to eat. That's evil. Right? I said, that's evil. Then you got people all the way back over here, lesser and lesser degrees of the same stuff. They got plenty to eat. They got a place to stay, but they're behind and can't pay their bills. It's the same evil stuff. 
just different degrees of it. You get enough poverty in your life, it'll kill you. Well, sickness is the same way. There are people that their bodies are failing because of so much disease in it, the body can't live anymore. They're dying right now. They'll die today. And there are people that they're functioning okay, but they've got a weakness and an inflammation or a little infection or something. It's the same evil stuff. It's just different degrees of it. Enough sickness will kill you. Right? There's death in it. If there's death in it, it didn't come from God. I said it didn't come from God because the wages of sin is death. To say death is the will of God is to say sin is the will of God because without sin, there'd be no death. No, sin is not the will of God and death is not the will of God. God's will is life. Hallelujah. God's will is good. God's will is healing. God's will is victory. Victory. And everybody that believes on Jesus and is born of God is born an overcomer. Hallelujah. And being an overcomer involves receiving the good, enjoying the good, living in the good, having the good, being the good, and ministering good to others. God intends that His goodness fill you up and overflow you and affect others, that His goodness touches others through you. That's what draws people to Him. Is that right? The goodness of God, the Scripture said, is what draws people to repentance, to change, to Him. Now, I'm going to keep going over this probably for days to come. And so don't get tired of hearing it because it's not just about logging it in your noggin. It's about getting this truth established in your spirit to where it is putting roots down deep and it's a pillar in you that you will never let anybody convince you that God is anything but good. Hallelujah. Y'all with me class? Sit out loud. God is a good God. He is only good. He is always good. There is no evil, no darkness, no bad in Him at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what the Scripture says, you know. In Him is no darkness at all. At all. None. God's a good God. Well, here He said, the preaching the gospel of peace and bringing the glad tidings of good things, they have not all obeyed the gospel, he said. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by a report and the report by the word of God. Who has believed our report? Go with me, if you would, over to the book of Hebrews, the second chapter. Who is the arm of the Lord revealed to? Those who believe the report. Actually, the fourth chapter is where I need you to go. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. 
Who has believed the report? And then to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Let me ask you again, class. I know you are turning pages. To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Help me out. To those who believe the report. Is, it, is the power of God revealed and manifested to those who don't believe the report? No. That's why he's asking the question. He, well, he said previously, they have not all obeyed the gospel. Because he goes on to say, who has believed the report? And this is the giant question concerning the whole world right now. Who believes this good news? And it's sad that millions don't. They absolutely reject the good report. In Hebrews 4 and verse 2, well, verse 1 as well, Let us fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word, and again, you could say the report preached, did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Even though the, the power of God is in the gospel. You know, Paul said this in Romans. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto everyone that believes. Well, the power of God, that's the arm of the Lord. But here he said, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the report or the word of the gospel preached did not profit them. Didn't benefit them. Are there people on the planet the gospel is not benefiting at all? Yeah. Why? Not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Not being mixed with faith. Uh, The gospel is good news. And it's not just good news that you don't have to go to hell, that Jesus paid for your sins, but there are many benefits that go uh, with being saved and being a child of God. He will meet all your needs. That's good news. But do even all church people believe that report? That God wants all your needs to be met. He will meet all your needs. No, people don't believe that. So then that part of the good news doesn't benefit them. Doesn't profit them because they didn't receive the report. They say, well, we don't believe that part. We believe the part of the report that we're going to heaven and we're saved. But but God wants you healed. He took your infirmities. He bore your sicknesses. He carried your pains. Is that good news? Come on, help me out. That's that's some of the best news you ever heard in your life. But are there many, many church-going people that say, well, we we don't accept that part of the report. No, God can heal you if he wants to, but... Usually he doesn't, and we don't know why, but uh, no, they don't believe, they haven't mixed faith with that part of the gospel and report, so there's no, no benefit. It doesn't profit them, not being mixed with faith. If you want to benefit from the gospel, you've got to believe the good report. You've got to believe God is that good, and you've got to believe it is that good thing is for us. Said out loud, I believe the good report. I believe the gospel. All of the gospel. I accept the good report. All these good things are for us today from our good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our time's up again. 
Well, as you can see, there's much more. Come back tomorrow, and we're going to find out more about the good news. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 702 7390.